Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios recording another episode of WWE Sold Out for the Sports Frenzy Podcast. It's me, your host, Freddy Eloso. We also have Anthony, the encyclopedia, here with us tonight. We are missing our other host, our other staple in this podcast, Stevie G. Anthony, Encyclopedia, how are you this evening? Doing well, Freddie. How are you? We're doing well. We had a little bit of sad news with the passing of Jim the Anvil Nightheart uh, on Monday. Uh, did we get a confirmation on what it was? Was it a heart attack or that still hasn't come out yet? The last, the last re- update I read actually this afternoon was that he, in the middle of the night, got up to change the thermostat, and he might have collapsed and hit his head at that point. They said it was a four-inch gash, um, called an ambulance, and by the time they got there, I guess it was too late. That was the latest I heard from crazy. I, I, I guessed heart attack, uh, I, I, and I guess that's possible if he just fell, but... And hit his head. I, I guess time will tell. Um, it's a really sad situation. I was totally shocked when one of my coworkers messaged me and said said that. And then I went to WWE.com and it hadn't been posted there yet. But uh, within a few minutes after this coworker messaged me, it had. Uh, it was kind of weird just seeing him on Total Divas uh, the last several seasons. A very entertaining guy. Um, my uh, Stevie G and I saw him at Northeast Wrestling uh, several years ago, and believe it or not, he was actually one of the first autographs Stephen and I ever got up at the Galleria Crystal Run in Middletown, New York. That's crazy, man. And now it's Brett's the only one left. Yeah, I saw a yeah, photo that... of the uh, the Hart Foundation, and it's it's just Brett. Everybody else is you know passed on. Davy Boy and Owen Pillman and now now Anvil like that's that's just crazy man. It's kind of and also the respect that if you over the years if there was anyone I would have guessed that might have been had the health issues it would have been Anvil first uh, and he actually uh, rest in peace he lived to be sixty three years old uh, those other three Pillman Owen. And Davey didn't even really ma- they didn't make it through their forties. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's very uh, crazy, man. And Brett Hart and Brett the Hitman was the one that had the stroke. Yeah, He's, that's true. A couple of years back, he had the stroke when he fell off the bike, right? I believe. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's sad what these wrestlers put themselves through and the short lifespans they seem to have. Not all of it wrestling related, but what the abuse they did to their bodies in the process, whether it be in the ring or the extra the extra motivation, so to speak, that they some of them chose to do on the outside. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And then then you've got Bully Ray talking out out of both sides of his mouth, sticking his foot in his mouth as we spoke earlier, tweeting about the revival using the heart attack in the middle of a match instead of using it to win the match. 
which they didn't even win the match in the first place. It was, I thought it was a very nice tribute. You saw them pull it off. I'm like, nice touch. These guys are very, very in touch with the old school wrestling. You see a lot of these, a lot of them. I saw a picture the other day of, I think it was Dawson wearing the Bam Bam Bigelow get up from in the chalk clothing line. I, I saw I saw that. I think Sasha Banks had actually posted that photo. Yeah. So you're like, they get it. They understand tag team wrestling. They understand who came before them. And they're just paying homage. And I think it's just ridiculous of Bubba to come out like that. Like, I, I get it. I don't know if he's just... It's the old school in him that he feels like he's got to protect the business, but they were paying homage to the Hart Foundation, to Jim. So it just didn't make sense to me for him to come out of his mouth like that. Like maybe there was more to it, but from what I'm seeing, that's that's my take. I mean, who knows? It could have been a cheap. It could have been a cheap plug by him to get people to listen to Busted Open Radio. But the fu- sad thing is, he supposedly tweeted right before the match, whoever wins this tag match tonight better win with this finish, and he posted an image of the heart attack. And then, when they use it mid-match, he flips out. What? It's to me? He, and, dude, he was a, he's been wrestling for, he's been in the wrestling industry over 20 years. He sounds like a damn Mark. He does. He really does. I, I, I can't, I, you know, as a person, I can't stand him. I mean, when he came back to WWE, I was curious to see if he could get the Bully Ray over. Um, Vince never seemed to be with it, giving them a singles run, mm-hmm. be that as it may. Uh, he, my Stephen and I actually met him uh, a couple years ago. I think it was in 2000 or 2001 we met him. Uh, we met him in Devon, and... I remember just, you know, saying hi to him and saying, hey, I was there when you won the tag belts from the New Age Outlaws at No Way Out. Uh, congratulations. Uh, nice highlight. I was glad to be there in person. And he barely looked up. He just says, that's nice. And I just, I lost so much respect for him for that. At least Devon. Devon was like, oh, you know, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed the show, blah, blah, blah. You could tell neither one of them really wanted to be there, but at least Devon was trying. Yeah. Bubba was just such an asshole. So every time I hear a story about him, I'm not surprised about what a dick he is. Yeah. It's just crazy. So. Like, you called for it. You said they should use it, and then they don't use it the right way. What do you want? They they weren't winning the match. Right. So to use it as a finish, they were the only credible tag team to be able to use it in that match. Like, I would have been pissed off watching Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas do it. Like, no, you can't. You know what I mean? When the B teams basically, the, all their wins are basically flukes, the fact of the matter is that match was already booked out before they probably even had the news, for all we know, yeah. about about Jim's passing. What makes Bubba think that they were going to change, or Bully Ray, whatever he's calling himself, to, for him to think that they needed to change everything and that should have been the finish. If it was Axel and Bodellis, as you mentioned, because they obviously were booked to win, 
there would have been an uproar over that too. Does it change the fact if they go on to SummerSlam and they use the heart attack finish to win the tag titles and pay homage that way? I think that's a spot that a face tag team would need to be using. And the the revival have never been faces in WWE. So I, I, no, I don't, I, hats off to them for even putting that little tribute in there. Bubba, Bully needs to get over himself and stop going for the cheap heat to get people to listen to his stupid busted open radio. So we had another big piece on Raw. We had the return of the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. A yoked up Dean Ambrose, who looks like he's finally been hitting the weights. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, when he came out, I was like, damn, he got checked. Went with the crew cut. Mm -hmm. Now, I read on the Marks for Life Facebook group, there were some that did an analysis that basically said when he was in the Shield and when he was NXT, he actually was more jacked. And it was really when he went out on his own and was wrestling every night and carrying the company that he he lost that definition. I'm sorry, I was not staring at him that that hard. But, yeah, when he came out... He wasn't I that was, big, though. No, I don't no, think so not either. Not that big at all. Yeah, well, maybe he was lifting Renee over his head. Yeah, that's true. Nice segue, by the way. We got there, yeah, I, th- that's why I lined up those topics back to back. There you go. Well played. We got Renee Young coming into the to the Raw broadcast booth, taking over. I don't. She's doing a guest appearance, right? She's not taking over for Coach. Yeah, Coach was doing another golf tournament, so he wasn't there this week. Uh, Stephen and I actually got the chance to meet her uh, last week at Northeast Wrestling, Wrestling on the Stars. Very nice, sweet lady. You know, you've seen her on TV. She's goofy, uh, and she just likes to have fun. Um, at least when she's on the show, that's the impression I get. Uh, also with Total Divas, um, which I listened to an interview she did this week. She will not be – I doubt she'll be on that anytime soon. Um, and that ties into Dean where she said Dean's a very private person where she's more open. And when they first told her about they wanted her on Total Divas, she was like, oh – Okay, now I got to approach this with my with my husband, you know. Um, as far as the commentary it's herself, I was I was very nervous. I almost felt like I was overanalyzing because I was afraid she was going to screw up and get ridiculed on social media, or I could have that vision of Vince screaming it through her headset because we know there's been plenty of guys yeah. that have commentated for the WWE that have reported that Vince is flipping out, yelling at them on their headsets while they're trying to do their commentary on a match. Uh, she didn't. She, she, uh, for this, I know she wasn't perfect, but for first time, I didn't notice any mistakes, any flaws. Uh, she, her banter back with Corey Graves was great. I'd say it's much better than when coach is on the show or even with Saxton on SmackDown. I mean, Graves on SmackDown says, shut up, Saxton, and that seems to be the end of it, where she was going <laughs> back and giving her point. Yeah. Uh, I would actually – I mean, I, I, I like Coach. I respect him, but I would rather – I almost wish they would give him the pink slip and let her take over that role. Or at least put him to SmackDown over Byron Saxton. <laughs> you know what? I'd keep Saxton. I'd get rid of Tom Phillips. He, brings, he does nothing for me. <laughs> so now we've got – let, let's 
let's broach this subject. We've got Matt Hardy hinting at retirement online. He's got hip and lower back issues. Do you think it's time for him to hang it up? I want to see the Woken Matt Hardy character get to that upper echelon, even if it's a one-month universal or world title reign. Um, But... And he, he's been no he's been known to mess with the internet before, but it's been reported he's has some sort of issue. Hip and lower back are like kind of fusing together. Right now, the the so called dirt sheets are saying that they're looking at rehab. Uh, could lead to retirement down the road. He's not there yet, but I tell you, if it's if he's not retiring soon, his comments are really throwing throwing uh, people. You know, in a different direction. I mean, just he posted a photo last night, Bray with King Maxwell, his son, mm-hmm. or Prince Maxwell, and he, the, he said, thank you for everything, my compere, whatever that is. I shall miss you. And then I'm not going to go through thousands of the comments, but at one point he actually commented on the photo that led you even more to think he said something about 26 years. It's been a good run or something like that. He's been doing this for a couple weeks now. And is it just him trying to throw everybody off? Cause I could see him doing that. Or is it this truly it? I'd like to see him get that, that run at the top, but uh, his health's more important than that. So yeah, this time will tell. It looks, you know, after a certain age, you start having a family. He's got two kids. That's got to be pushing him home as well. You know, like, do you really want to be on the road every week? Be away from your family for, you know, 200 some odd days a year. Right. You know, and especially having young kids. Like, I've got boys and I look forward to spending time with them and to know, like, for him, it's got to suck because you get, what, two, three days a week with them? If yeah. that, if you're flying back, you know, it's it's tough. It's, it's just sucky. He's been through so much, through the business. He's revolutionized it in points, you know, that whole attitude era. He was a big part of it with the, uh, him and the Hardys and... You know, the TLC matches that all blew up in the 2000s when we were watching. Like, it's. If, if he hangs it up, I will tip my hat and, you know, give him the props that he's due. Absolutely. So now, let, let, me, let me get your take on this. We've got Colt Cabana and CM Punk. These guys were best of friends, thick as thieves. Punk always had his back, and now they're fighting over money. The court legal fees. If, if I remember correctly, reading what it said, Punk kind of threw it back in his face like, I'm not paying your end anymore. Like, you owe me X amount of dollars. If, if I'm... <laughs> Is that is that correct from what I got from? Yeah, my understanding. The point of contention was that it sounded like 
uh, what, before this all started and WWE was going after Colt, Punk basically said, don't worry about it, uh, insinuating that he, he was going to take care of the legal fees. And now all of a sudden he's asking for Colt for his half of it. So now Colt filed a lawsuit. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a, I, I still am in some respects a huge CM Punk fan. Um, I don't believe he's going to get back into the ring anytime soon for all those people that seem to think every once in a while, oh, yeah, Punk's going to come back. When's Punk going to come back? People need to get over it. Um, that being said, just the stories I've heard about him, um, I could see him being a douche like that. Um, yes. I could see him backpedaling. I think people, if people haven't figured out that he's really about himself and nobody else, maybe AJ. Yeah. Some of the time, but he the guy is all about himself. So the fact that people were surprised that he came back to Colcabana and said, "Hey, you got to pay your le- your half of these legal fees now." Uh, I don't know why everyone was so surprised. Uh, it didn't surprise me at all. I, I I think he can be a dick like that, and and the money's I, not rolling in anymore, like it was before. You know, they, no. he's, he's had the UFC fights. He made good money there, but it's. It's not, it's not flowing like it was, you know. Well, all the all these years, I heard that he learned how to save his money, and honestly, those even both uh, even if he, uh, his legal fee, the total legal fees, I think, was something around a half mil. He probably made that at a minimum for the two UFC fights. He got his ass handed to him, <laughs> and so I, I think he's full of shit. I think he has the money. He's just all about himself and. The fact, I mean, the whole lawsuit to begin with from the, from Dr. Eamon and the WWE I thought was bullshit anyway. Um, it, was, it was opinion, and to get, as Steven would say, butthurt over it. Yeah, that's true. But, Homage but, yeah, to but, Stevie G. Yeah. So now, this puts in jeopardy his so-called appearance that maybe he was going to do at the All-In event. I believe in what was it Chicago that they're doing one first. So he's not due to appear at all. In he's, as I recall, I believe what he's appearing in is that Starcast, right. which is before. Um, the more and more I've been listening to something to wrestle with in eighty-three weeks and uh, what happened when, it almost sounds like Conrad Thompson funded this whole thing himself, and I guess he'll see the. The profits on it, but yeah, I thought Punk was appearing at Starcast, not at All In. I could be wrong in that, but then that would that would still put it in jeopardy if that weekend Colt's supposed to be there. Not necessarily. They could they could make something out of it. Who knows? This could have been. This could all be a work. Been, it could all be. Yeah, work. could be a work. It that could be a surprise to get him back in the ring to do a spot with Colt. And yeah, that could be something that's going on. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think it is in this case, but yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. Now, All In sold out for Madison Square Garden, their joint show with, uh, well, it was ROH and New Japan's joint show at the Garden. That's all. Yeah, out. the super card. Yeah. In what, like two hours? Well, they, so they did a pre, they did two pre-sales. I think one was the Garden pre-sale, um, 
that came second. The first one was the, I guess, Ring of Honor, like fan club, whatever that is. Um, I actually had get, to, and this this is going to go to prove that Stevie G never comes back and listens to our podcasts after we post them, even though he's he's a star. Um, I actually had the presale for that show. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I will probably get heat for this. I chose not to even try because I don't watch Ring of Honor or New Japan that often. I'm not a huge enough fan. I would rather go to NXT TakeOver. Uh, interesting that it's going up against that. Um, but a lot of people on the Marks group... Uh, first off, this is funny. Apparently, there was already one person that reported that when they saw their charge from Ticketmaster for all in it actually said WWE wrestling company as the billing so <laughs> that's hilarious yeah I don't know if someone was just blowing smoke but I thought that was funny when I read that um there's been a huge debate does the WWE have competition now I think all in was just advertised very well um I think ring of Hon- this ring of honor new japan pro wrestling supercard I think it's the right place, the right time. It's WrestleMania weekend. People fly in from all over the world right. for this. So it was just another show that had some of the some big names on there that true wrestling fans like. So I was not, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised it sold out, but I don't think it's a case of oh now Ring of Honor and New Japan are legitimate threats. I just think it they picked the right location on the right weekend on the right night. Yeah, I, all the all the Mark wrestling fans are going to be there. Everybody's exactly. in town for that. And if you can't get tickets to WrestleMania and you have tickets to, say, Raw Monday night, what are you going to do? Go and watch New Japan and ROH. Yeah, and the, and this is go, this is only going to put a dent in NXT TakeOver. Um, the, now, there's some that have speculated that maybe they'll switch the Hall of Fame or NXT TakeOver around. So, put take, TakeOver, I get April 6th is a Saturday. So, it would be going up against TakeOver in all likelihood because right. the Hall of Fame is usually on the Friday. At least that's what they did la- this past year. Although, a couple of years ago, I could have sworn when they were before, well, before NXT TakeOver became a thing that weekend, I the Hall of Fame used to be on Saturday. Um, right, correct. I would love to see NXT take over sell out, um, but seeing how the the Saturday's card, I don't believe is sold out yet. Um, Takeover is truly a developmental territory, and while I think people thought it would be a nice alternative for the main roster, and it still is, to you can't get too attached to the biggest names down there because they're eventually the plan is to move them up. Um, I I hope. NXT TakeOver doesn't sell out too quickly because I definitely am going to get tickets for that if I can. Um, I'm a little concerned with it being on WrestleMania weekend that unlike NXT TakeOver Brooklyn for this weekend, it could potentially sell out quickly on WrestleMania weekend because of the surplus of wrestling fans that will be in the area. I guess time will tell. Um, But bottom line, I just don't see this as a threat. I think it was right, right place, right time and All In just had the perfect marketing, and honestly, it was a. T- I think they said the Sears Sears uh, Arena or Sears Center, wherever it's going to be in Chicago. I think it barely seats over eleven thousand. Impressive that they were able to sell it out, but it's not. It's not the biggest arena in Chicago. You got the Allstate Arena, you got the United Center. Mm-hmm. I think United. I think I would put. 
I would rank Sears Center as third as far as the small as arenas go in Chicago. I would think Allstate Arena selling out there would have been a much bigger deal. And I think United Center, forget it, United Center holds 20,000 plus from what I understand. That would have been a bigger deal. Now, could we see Vince pull something off? And follow me here. Mm-hmm. You have, say, Omega and the Young Bucks. They've been rumored to be coming WWE Browned at some point. Now, do you have Vince let them perform on this card? And then the very next night at WrestleMania, or save them for the Monday night after WrestleMania, have them show up. As I a, hope. a stick it to ROH and New Japan. I mean, it's possible. I mean, last year, Matt, Hart, Matt and Jeff Hardy dropped the ROH tag team titles on one night, and the next night they were at WrestleMania. What? Not not this year, the previous year. Yeah, two years. Uh, so. Yeah, so that was WrestleMania 33. Uh, they had Hardys in Ring of Honor one night, WrestleMania the next. Um, while it's possible, I actually really hope for the sake of Omega and the Young Bucks that it doesn't happen. I just think that they'd be better off outside WWE. Um, I'm kind of getting sick of the whining and complaining from hardcore fans that their biggest names from Impact and Ring of Honor and New Japan that signed with WWE come in and they're not main eventers. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a knock on those guys that have made that switch. I just think there's, oh, there's so few spots at the top. Um, prime example, last night I was watching Raw, and it was it was Titus Worldwide and Bobby Roode against the Authors of Pain and Mojo Rawley. Bobby Roode is feuding with Mojo Rawley. It infuriates me to no end. But at the same time, I don't think Bobby Roode has gotten over on the main roster the way his biggest fans would have hoped. I think he's better off as a heel. And I sat there watching thinking, you know what, not everyone can be a main eventer, and I just got to accept that. Um, sure. So all these people complaining about WWE signing all the top indie names and ruining them, it's not necessarily that they're ruining them. First, for these guys on the indie scene that are signing the contracts – even if they get as far as mid-card in WWE, that's still name recognition that they're going to be able to command more when they go back to the Indies. So that's in the long term, it'll work out for them. Um, and like I said, there's only so many spots you could give. Um, hats off to guys like a guy like AJ Styles, who has been the world champion since last November. Um, we got guys like Samoa Joe who did disappear for a while, which was a gripe of mine. But he's main eventing in the on the SmackDown side against AJ Styles. So there are guys that are have come in and have proven themselves and got earned that top spot. But not everybody can do it, and I think the marks out there need to accept that. They got to stop getting butt hurt and <laughs> just enjoy it. You know, like I guess we we wouldn't have a podcast here if. We didn't cater to some of the butthurt marks out there. And trust me, we're, we're rolled up in that because we get pissed off with certain things of the product as well. But sometimes you just got to roll with it, man. On the side now, we could start a new drinking game for all you listeners out there. Every time we say butthurt, take a shot. There you go. Well, hopefully you're not driving and listening to this when you're home. A little disclaimer there. So let's let's get into this SummerSlam card. 
We, our current champion isn't here tonight for the picks of the, uh, our pay-per-view picks, but, um, we he thank him send, for taking the time to send us his picks. So yes, he, he did send us his title. picks. So. Even though, even though, spoiler alert, he actually was so disgusted with one of the matches, his exact words to his pick for it was, that. Yes. So let's jump right into that. First match, the Cruiserweight title match. Stevie G, his pick for this was, that. Very clear, so very St- concise. So Steven drops his world his world picks t- championship of picks for Sports Frenzy podcast by one point. It's going to be because he it's didn't make gonna the pick. It's going to be this match I, right here. And I did warn him. I didn't want to hear it if that happened. You did. In, in our group chat, the encyclopedia did warn Stevie G of this. And Stevie G reiterated his pick with that. So I'm going to go with Drew Gulick in this one. Okay. I think Alexander, like, the Cruiserweight title means absolutely nothing to WWE. So it's going to mean absolutely nothing to this podcast. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to go with Gulak. Yeah, I, as I made very clear several months ago, when once Enzo became champion, I stopped watching altogether, which I think is really sad because I've heard the show is way better than it's ever been since he, he going back as far as its debut because now it's triple h doing it um i just can't bring myself to go back and watch it more because then i feel i feel like i'd be obligated to go back and start over um and start watching from where enzo finally disappeared off off 205 live and wwe tv altogether um so Cedric Alexander has held that belt for five months. Yeah. Um, I liked Drew Gulak's corny PowerPoint presentation character. Um, I heard that's not what he's doing anymore. So I don't. I know nothing about this match. Uh, who's getting pushed? How the character development's going on 205? Um, I'm gonna go Cedric Alexander to retain. All right. Next up. The Raw Tag Team title match. The B-Team versus the Revival. Stevie G chimed in with the B-Team. I don't think it's going to go that way. I think the Revival's finally going to get their due. They're beyond deserving of this title. They're the only real tag team, I would say, on the Raw roster. Boy, the authors of pain have soured on you. I haven't seen enough of them. What, they just came back, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> it feels that way. Yeah, like, all right, cool. Yeah, they look cool. They don't talk. Yeah, so, Somebody's got to beat the ti- the crap out of Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. Uh, or Apollo, yeah, Apollo Crews. Uh, I almost said Apollo Creed. Um, That's, November. Saint Ro- That's November. That's yeah. Yeah, the St. Rocky 1, 2, or 3 here. I like the Revival. I really do. They're th- they kind of remind me of an old-school tag team like the Brain Busters back in yes, the day. 100%. Or the Four Horsemen, depending on which iteration <laughs> of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard you prefer. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're over enough for them to put the belts on them. Um, of course, granted, they did put the belts on the B team. Um, 
while I think the Revival will win those belts down the road, I don't see it happening this Sunday. I'm going to say B-Team uh, with another fluke win to retain. Well, I think I think the Revival's got the backing of Triple H. They did get that rub from him and DX at Raw 25. Right? Yeah, but Triple H ain't running the show. That's true. That's true. Well, my hope is a revival on that one. All right. We've got our mixed tag match. Rusev and Lana versus Andre, Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega. Who is officially denounced for everyone that keeps asking? No, she is not with this version of AA Austin Aries. <laughs> so... Stevie G chimed in with Rusev and Lana. I'm sure he would do a nice little Rusev Day impression for us if he was here. But um, I'm going to go with Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. I think okay. they're the uh, they're the cash cows that WWE is trying to push. Well, maybe not cash cows, but um, what WWE is throwing their money behind, they need some type of influence in the Spanish market. And I think Almas is going to get pushed up into that main event, upper mid-card slot. So that's going to be my pick there. Okay. Yeah, I. while I know there's plenty out there that think it's Rusev Day. There we go. There we go. Um, I actually... Lana kind of gets on my nerves at times, uh, especially on Total Divas. I, oh, my God. On Total Divas, I can't stand her. She's so annoying there. Yeah, I'm sure she's a good person and everything, but I just find her to be incredibly annoying, incredibly unrealistic. Uh, she's almost got the, you know, it's all about her. Um, even though she doesn't try to be that way, She's. I just feel like she's kind of, she's kind of that... She's kind of that girl you saw in high school that you were like, oh, she's so hot, she's so good-looking, but she deep down you know she was a spoiled brat that got her way all the time. Yeah. That's what I feel like about Lana. Um, I, I'm afraid that they're going to probably go with Rusev and Lana, booking-wise. I would prefer to see Almas and Vegas win this one, um, but I think they got on the kick – it's the kickoff show. They want to get everybody hyped up and ready for the for SummerSlam itself. I think they're gonna they're gonna put Rusev and Lana over as much as it pains me to admit that. All right, now we've got Finn Balor and the Constable Baron Corbin, which I feel like we've been seeing this match what pushed down our throats the last two to three months, possibly. And the same. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Baylor won the last match at the last pay-per-view, correct? Yeah, yes, he did. I believe it was with the uh, – that's right. That he won with like an inside cradle, which we were like, oh, my God, somebody won a match with a move out of nowhere. Right. So I see Baylor going over here again. I don't think they're going to push Corbin like that, not at SummerSlam. But then again, I could be wrong. Let me tell you, if you're pick, if anyone's picking Constable Corbin, it's because he's probably got the highest payout. If you're making a bet, I don't see it happening. I'm, I, I'm kind of sick of the guy. I don't see why 
they love him so much. Uh, I think he's just annoying. His character doesn't really get over. Uh, and I actually want to know who the hell Finn Balor pissed off. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe Kathy Kelly is a long lost daughter of Vince McMahon, and since Finn's not <laughs> hitting that anymore, he's punishing. He's, he's punishing, punishing Finn forever. by giving him these crap matches and crap opponents. I'm going to go Finn Balor all the way. Um, I did come across a website that seems to think because of how many matches that have been in this feud, we might see the demon on Sunday. I I don't believe it, but uh, interesting. Somebody threw that one out. I don't think we see the demon. I don't think it's a big enough match to bring him out. No. Then we've got the U S title match. Shinsuke Nakamura champion versus Jeff Hardy. Stevie G gave his pick of Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't see Jeff Hardy taking it here. Um, We've already got a couple of faces winning beforehand. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Shinsuke on this one. I'm going to agree with you on that. Shinsuke's taking this one. Um, what I find very interesting about this is where's Randy Orton in this whole scenario? He's been interfering in Jeff Hardy's matches for well over a month now. Right. I would have guessed triple threat here. I'm really surprised that he's not involved in some way, shape, or form. Even if they had switched up and said it was going to be Orton versus Nakamura, at least I could see that. But to run Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy for the third time, because uh, we had Extreme Rules, and then we had the rematch on SmackDown, and Orton interfered every time, I just don't understand what they're doing that they wouldn't include Orton in some way, shape, or form. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, any, I, No offense to anyone that picks Jeff Hardy. Um, I think you're stupid if you do. I just can't see where anyone would believe that Jeff Hardy even has a shot with the way the storyline's been booked at this point. Now we've got the Intercontinental title match with Dolph and McIntyre and Seth and the newly returned Dean Ambrose. Now, we did just get Ambrose back I'm going I'm yeah. to go with Ziggler Before, on this one. Okay, you're going to go Ziggler. Um, he, here's a question for you, mm-hmm. in your opinion. Great, Dean's back. All right, my hat's off to him that he recovered from his injury. I've never been a huge Dean fan. Um, not that he's been listening to the podcast lately, but my coworker friend, uh, not the same one that told me about Jim Neidhart, but my boy Tony Jen loves Dean Ambrose, and you should have seen the look of shock on his face this morning when I told him. He was like, <gasps> Dean's back. He got this little gleam. He got this little gleam in his eye. Um, I would, I would have saved this for SummerSlam. I think it would have been a much bigger moment for Seth to come into the ring and then be like, "You didn't really think I came alone, did you?" And then signal for Dean to come out. I feel like they wasted it on Raw. It's now, not like now. Follow me on this one. Do you think they brought him back on Raw for the shock factor, and then? At SummerSlam, they have Dean turn on Seth. I believe that's exactly what's going to happen. I think of the three Dean of the three original Shield members, Dean was the best one and the most likely one to play heel at the time. I think it, it's time to do that. Uh, he needs a change of pace. I don't feel like he got as over as a face as the WWE would have liked. 
I think, yeah, I think he's definitely turning on Seth, and that might be why they had him show up on Raw, because we're getting a heel turn at SummerSlam. I will say, uh, before we continue with these picks, just up and down, there were a lot of these matches that I was like, wow, it's not clear-cut the way the storyline's going on who's going to win some of these, and I think we are going to see a few shocks with heel turns or face turns happening. Now, if you turn Dean here, do you stick him with Ziggler and McIntyre and make a stable out of that? Or do you have him go solo? If I'm booking, I'm going, I have him going solo. I don't think he would fit in with those two, but you know what? Those two, who would have expected Ziggler and McIntyre to be a team to begin with? It seems like an odd couple. So why not make it even crazier? Uh, I, I feel I, the guy I feel bad for in this whole thing is drew mcintyre i think he should ha- at least have some sort of a match he, if not the kick if not at SummerSlam during the kickoff show and instead he's playing lackey yeah now we've got the smackdown tag team titles the bludgeon brothers why it's 2.0 versus the new day i am overseeing this I don't know how many times we're going to have to see the same matches. Give me something new. Give me the Usos here. Um, it's it's different that we haven't seen the New Day face the Bludgeons, though, straight up. It's been multi-team matches, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's true. It's been like fatal four-way tag matches. Um, we've seen a lot of titles change. Well... I'm just well, kind of, I'm I'm looking up and down the card and I'm trying to see what titles are going to change hands. I don't think this is going to be one of them. Just looking up and down the card, I'm seeing Alexa Bliss and Ronda and you know the the world titles going to change. So I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers retaining on this one. You know what? I don't think the New Day should have the tag belts uh, ever again. I'm so sick of their act, and I know I've said that over and over again. Um, if they're going to keep them together, I'd rather them see them get some sort of singles run. Maybe after the Shin- after Shinsuke retains over Jeff Hardy, maybe he could feud with Kofi or Big E. I, th- I would much rather see that for the New Day. Um I will say the tag title, the tag champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, I was really hoping for big things out of them, but I almost felt like they were more compelling, more interesting tag team that had better matches as the Wyatt family than they were as the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers just come out and destroy everybody. Um, it's almost like WWE's answer to WCW Chronic. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. I agree with you. Uh, so all that being said, I don't think the New Day are taking the belts at SummerSlam. Um, it would be interesting if they did just because their longest tag title reign, the record-breaking reign, did start at SummerSlam when they defeated the the team of Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, the primetime players. <laughs> primetime. I, was, yeah. I love that tag team. I was so happy when they won the belts, even though I felt like they didn't build it up properly. Anyway, all that being said... I don't see the New Day winning the belts. I agree with you, Bludgeon Brothers. Now we've got... Oh, sorry. The last two matches, Stevie G has picked Seth and the New Day. So we both disagree with Stevie G on those picks. Um, We've got Daniel Bryan and the Miz. (laughs) 
I'm just going to point out so far a lot of your picks uh, and some of mine are different from Stevens. So if he loses by one point, that Cruiserweight title is going to be fuck that and yeah. he drops the belt. Either one of us are going to be taking a picture with that belt and we'll put it up on the social media sites. So be prepared for that. We still got to put up Stevie G's picture coming up shortly next time he's in studio. Um, we've got Daniel Bryan and The Miz on this one. I think it's going to be Miz so that they can continue this feud and really prolong it through SummerSlam, really, and really give Daniel Bryan the payoff then. So I'm going to go with Miz here. It's it's going to be a long build. That's my take on that one. It's interesting because I was watching SmackDown before we before we started recording this episode, and as I was watching, they did this brilliant three-part video series on the entire history of Miz and Daniel Bryan, and as I'm watching it, I was saying to myself, this is really well done, but it feels rushed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope it's a long feud, like you're saying, uh, as Steven's saying. Uh, there's been no confirmation that Daniel Bryan has re-signed with them. His contract, from what we've heard, will be expiring at the end of September. Uh, my personal opinion is I think he's already signed. Yeah, I think he's um, signed. I think it's done deal. Um, it would be interesting. Uh, just in the last segment they showed, he basically said he had to beat The Miz. Um, he had to – He basically it's just a must win for him. He has to do it. Um, it would kind of redeem himself uh, with this comeback because he has not really looked good on this comeback. Um, I love Daniel Bryan. I don't feel like he's getting the same reactions he did two or three years ago. It was almost like everybody, all the fans had given up on him ever being able to return. So we're still not – we're we're kind of waiting for uh, – what's the term? The shoe to drop. Um, I – I'm going to go Miz here as well, hoping that it will lead to a rematch at WrestleMania, and I think there's so much they could do with that. I would First thing I would do, play out the storyline with the contract. His contract's up, and maybe not necessarily... I, I don't know how you do this with Shane and Paige being faces, but they're going to they're gonna give him the bare minimum contract, um, and Daniel Bryan takes it saying, I will prove that I will earn back I will earn what I'm worth and that I will get to the top and I will get the Miz. Um, because ever since the big cast views, Daniel Bryan has even before that, you know, he lost to Rusev clean. He's lost. He and Kane lost to the bludgeons mm-hmm. and now he's going to probably lose to the Miz. He hasn't looked as strong. Um, I'm hoping the fans do start giving him the better reaction that I think he deserves. But right now I agree with both of you. And if, and if he doesn't resign, they're going to put the Miz over a, the guy, the company man who's staying with the company. Exactly. Now we've got Money in the Bank on the line with Braun and KO. Stevie G clearly and clear cut here went with KO. We know he's a huge KO fan. so um, I'm going to go with KO here too. I think he's going to pull off an upset here. And... Um, I don't think Braun needs the money in the bank. I think it's it was a waste to put it on him or to give it to him in the first place. Because it just 
like you you mentioned in the past, it money in the bank is like a, a cheat to win, basically cowardice way to win the title. Depending. I mean, certain, I, I don't have a problem with ways. a face doing it sometimes. It's just that Braun Strowman's character doesn't fit that mold. Exactly. So, with that being said, I think KO takes it here. I think we may see a return of some sort or some type of angle to really um, push it over the top. And that's going to be my take on that one. And this goes into one of the uh, rumors or prediction we saw last a uh, few weeks ago. Um, and actually, there's already been some leaking of some cards going through the fall that kind of back this up. Um, I'm gonna we're going across the board on the sold out podcast. We're all selling out for KO. I'm picking KO to win this one. Um, when the storyline started and they said. The money in the bank can't change hands on account or DQ, and then they had Braun lose both ways. I was just like, oh, this is so freaking obvious that they're going to put Braun over now. Uh, but the last couple weeks, Braun's looked like the stronger guy. Uh, he and Finn defeated Jinder and KO last night on at, on Raw. Uh, the last couple weeks, it Braun's still looking strong. I So I feel like Kevin Owens makes more sense with the money in the bank. And I think him winning the money in the bank at SummerSlam is not going to be the end of his night. And we'll go uh, we'll go into my uh, what I, I think is going to happen I in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Women's Triple Threat Title Match. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I'm awake, guys. Um, Stevie G's got Charlotte. I'm going to go with uh, just to switch it up for shits and giggles on this one. Let's go with Becky Lynch. Okay. Um, uh. I think I think it may be her time to finally get a reign going with the belt. Give her, her and Charlotte a renewed feud with her having it and not Charlotte. Charlotte being the chasey here in this one. Um. Yeah, that's going to be my take on this one. I'm going to go Becky Lynch. Okay. Um, I will say, you know, there's been this huge push about the women's division. Mm-hmm. And they're getting their own pay-per-view, which actually we did not hear about on Raw or SmackDown, as I recall. I didn't hear it mentioned once. Thank freaking yeah, God. They were going to let it go for a while. <laughs> um but with the Evolution pay-per-view coming up, one of the things that popped into my head as I was watching Raw last night was we have Alexa Bliss as the Raw Women's Champion, and we have Carmella as the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I'm sorry, neither one of them really have done anything memorable in a way where I'm going to go back and watch one of their matches because it was one of the greatest all times. Carmella had a little moment with winning Money in the Bank and winning the rematch, but it was more because of the extracurricular stuff with James Ellsworth there. And her title reign's been has been tying into her character. The cheap wins, the Elbsworth coming back to help her. Um, that being said, there has been some speculation by a lot of us fans. Is Becky turning heel? Because uh, they've hinted at the fact that she's not happy with Charlotte. Are we going to turn Charlotte heel, uh, which I think is a better character for her? I'm going to go with Charlotte is turning heel at SummerSlam or slightly after that. 
And it's going to be because she's going to blame Becky Lynch for the fact that Carmella is still going to walk out as women's champion. No, so all of us are going in different directions. Yeah, I somehow think Carmella is pulling this yeah. off at, uh, on Sunday. All right. Now we've got the Raw women's title match. Um, we've seen the, the biggest match on... Alexa Bliss has ever been in. Maybe we'll actually remember this one. He's he's shouting out now. Now that Stevie G's not here to defend his girl. Stevie G actually picked against Alexa Bliss in this one. As am I. I'm going Ronda Rousey. We've all seen the posters coming up online. Um, kind of showing Ronda with the title leading into some live shows and stuff at different arenas. So I'm going to go with Ronda on that one. I think she, I don't want to say she deserves it, but she's been putting in her due. I don't know if you saw the clip from from Raw on Monday, but her freaking out on the at ringside because there was a bat that had gotten by the ring. I thought. I guess she's not. Funny. A, I guess she's not a DC Comics fan. Yeah. No. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Ronda on this one. Yeah. I, you know what? I really don't think anyone really believes that Alexa Bliss is walking out the champ. Um, I think this will be a very good match. It'll probably be the the one, not necessarily saying this will be the best match scientifically that Alexa Bliss has ever been in, but I think it will be the one people will remember. Um, I think it's been very well done. It's been a slow build over a two-month period leading into this, so they didn't rush it. Um, WWE take notes. This is probably the proper pace to do a story nine in this day and age, not the one decade old Sasha Banks Bailey heel turn that we'll never see coming at this point. Uh, the the Boston hug connection, great marketing there. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> I'm picking. I'm gonna go with both of you on this one. I think Ronda's taking the belt, and I think I think it's a nice lead in for Evolution. I know there's some that say maybe they'll wait till then. I don't see that happening. I think we'll see the Ronda Alexa Bliss rematch maybe in Hell in a Cell, and then Ronda will move on to a new challenger for Evolution. Yeah. Now we've got AJ Styles, Samoa Joe for the WWE title. We've had a just kind of looking up and down the card again. We've seen a lot of titles change hands already. WWE 2K hasn't hasn't released yet, so I don't see AJ dropping here as much as I would like to see him drop it to Joe. I would like to see Joe with the strap and kind of have a bit of a reign here, but um, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I'm going to go against you guys on this one. I think Samoa Joe is finally going to get the belt on Sunday at SummerSlam. I think it would be more shocking. I don't see the I don't see think the fans will see it coming. Uh, I think we're close enough to the video game release that it's safe to say that AJ will not retain. Um, if he does, I don't have a problem with that. AJ's been a great champion. I respect the hell out of him. He has grown on me since he ca- has come to the WWE. But I think I think Samoa Joe uh, not getting the win over Brock Lesnar and having disappeared on and off, I just think the way they built him up this time around, it's time to pull the trigger and Samoa Joe's taking the belt on sunday that's my pick all right so now we've got the main event wwe universal title match rock lesnar roman reigns stevie g picked roman 
And if if I remember at WrestleMania, I think all three of us picked Roman, and we were all wrong there. So. We were all wrong there. I'm going to go with Brock winning this. Really? Yes, I think Brock will win. And then we're going to get a Paul Heyman heel turn, or kind of backstab Brock here. And whoever wins that, Money in the Bank title briefcase, which we've all picked KO, I can see... um, I can see Heyman siding with with them and screwing Brock and Roman in the kind of in the circumstances just kind of getting screwed here. Yeah, I think they messed up the story last night. Uh I thought it would have been more compelling to leave the question marks as to whether Heyman and Brock have resolved their issues and instead we had Heyman spray pepper spray in Roman's eyes after he spoke Samoan to him to try to melt his heart. Uh, like, why don't you just ask for a date while you're at it? Um, I, I, no, I, lo- I, no, I love Heyman. Um, I think Roman is going to win. Um, bec- and just to play into his character as the guy that seems to be able to get up to the top of the mountain and then got knocked off it quickly. I think KO will then cash in and walk out of SummerSlam the champ uh, with or without Heyman. That could, that could work. So that's a, that's our picks, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. For the SummerSlam pay-per-view, we'll have more. We'll have an in-depth breakdown coming up who next you, week for you guys. Now, who do you think should have been on this card that was left off? Or who surprised you the most that they're not on this card? I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna my personally, even though I'm not a fan of his, I was surprised that after they had him defeat Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, I was really surprised that Bobby Lashley at least doesn't have a match. We know odds are he's gonna interfere on Elias singing the biggest song of his life at SummerSlam, but I was surprised Lashley didn't have a match. And there was, you know, the way that things have been built up, there were some that probably thought we were going to see Lashley versus Elias. I actually feel like, as much as I love Elias, I do walk with Elias. I think that would have been a step down for Lashley after main eventing and beating Roman Reigns last month. Um, so I think the biggest snob, as much as I hate to admit it and I don't like him, I think was Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I'm going to go here with uh, with Elias not getting a match. Like, I know there'll probably be an impromptu thing with Lashley, but... They've they've been pushing him so much, you know, his little segments here and there, to not give him an official match, I feel like is a bit of a slap in the face to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so with well, that being said, that's that's our card here. Uh, we, we This is going to be interesting because... Just going by our picks, we don't we agree on certain matches, all of us. Uh, there's some matches where you and I agree and Steven doesn't and vice versa. Um, I will say that as much as I haven't been impressed with WWE storylines for quite some time, they have left a lot of question marks on this one. They definitely have. This, uh, this pay-per-view doesn't seem as clear-cut as others that you're like all right going in you know this guy's gonna win this guy's gonna win some of these matches 
can go either way, and I wouldn't be surprised if it does. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Sold Out Podcast with myself, Stevie G, who wasn't here this week, and Anthony, the Encyclopedia. I do want to throw out also, you know, on a bit of a a somber note, uh, my condolences to the Davis family. It's, uh, It's a family very close to our hearts in our neck of the woods up here in the Hudson Valley. Uh, Stevie G and I are very close to the family and we lost a great kid this week in Timmy Davis. So rest easy, big guy. And uh, watch over our kids as they're out there. Thank you guys again for listening. Follow the boys on Instagram. Jew for 316. Stevie G1218, the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter. We're out there. Find us. We do got some some stuff coming down. We, we've been telling you guys we got stuff coming down the pipe. We're updating the studios down here, so we will have more of the YouTube content coming out for you guys. We'll try to get um, our episodes filmed up for you guys so you guys can see what we go through down here and um we thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next week peace out It's a vibe, it's a vibe.